Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be three summer blockbusters. everyone, and welcome back to the screening. Sorry this episode's coming out a little bit later than it's supposed to. Um, I'm just here. Everybody's pretty much, I mean, everybody's busy. But I was going to do a quick episode reviewing three movies that I saw over the summer. And yeah, I know technically Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, whatever it's called, isn't really a summer blockbuster since it came out in May. But I'm just kind of grouping it in because, number one, I saw it over the summer. Um, and number two, it's basically a summer blockbuster anyway. But... At any rate, next week, I'll be back with Tanner on Booking It for War and Peace. And then the following week, hopefully I'll do my own thing again where I rank all the Pixar movies. It was a lot of fun last time. It's going to be a lot of fun this time. Hope you guys tune in for that. And uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into my reviews of these three movies. So first, we're going to do Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I waited to see this movie until it came on the Disney Plus. And he had a report, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, at first, I was interested. As little, I confess, I was like, "Is this movie going to be better than I thought it was?" Because in the beginning, there's some interesting things about, you know, the the one, the only way that the, the Avengers could defeat Thanos. And there's guys asking, you know, Doctor Strange, it, "Was it really the only way? Was it the only way?" It's like it was the only way. And there's some questions about, you know, fate. Uh, the multiverse is the only. Is this, is this the only multiverse where we won? That kind of thing. Like, is it really the only way? Um, so I thought those were going to be some interesting questions. And as the movie uh, kept going, it just kind of devolved uh, into this weird, magical, very dark magic adventure with a lot of typical Marvel schlock that I just was not interested in. I'm always, like, same thing with Jurassic World coming up later. I was like, these movies can sometimes ask interesting questions in the beginning and then just, like, devolve from ever answering them again like take for example the lego movie i think the lego movie is a great example of how to do this well the lego movie asks some interesting questions that aren't exactly explicit like they are in other movies it's like uh, is the the hero's journey is the real is it is a chosen one a a real thing is it is it a real thing and it basically deconstructs it and it's like well not really, but actually, it kind of is at the same time. Like, it it says, well, not really, but the Chosen One is awesome! It answers those questions with, something is awesome. And and Doctor Strange, like, nobody just bothered answering those questions at all. Like, it, it's just terrible movie making. They just asked the questions, and then the movie went on, and they never answered them. And it just became a schlock. And that's not good storytelling, and that's really why I didn't like this movie at all. The other reason I didn't like this movie is because they completely disregard everything that happened in WandaVision. Right, WandaVision is supposed to be Wanda's working through her grief about losing Vision. Um, and then eventually, you know, she's basically mostly devastated again. But, 
excuse me. In this movie, a spoiler alert, she becomes the bad guy because she can't get over her grief. Vision is mentioned once. She never tries to look for that other Vision that has all of Vision's memories that flew away after WandaVision. She's not trying to find it. And so at this point, she's just a dark witch trying to find her kids. And Wanda's plant, as many people on the internet has po- have pointed out, is terrible. Like, why not just find a multiverse where the kids don't have a parent and then become a parent there? Instead of killing yourself and then becoming your, 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 becoming their parents. Like, what what is your plan here? Um, Wanda, I mean, that being said, Elizabeth Olsen's a great actor. She does a great job of doing everything they ask her to do in Wanda and um, doing, playing Wanda. Um, and she's a lot of fun, and some of the, the, the stuff where Wanda's bad can be pretty fun. But there's, like, one or two action scenes. It's just like, what, what the heck? Like, first, she snaps Professor Xavier's neck. Like, old Patrick Stewart in a wheelchair. She just comes up behind him in a dream and just snaps his neck, and he dies. And it's like, how tasteless do you have to be to do that? And then, obviously, they have to kill the two guys first, and then they fight. A little bit longer with the women, and it's like, guys, come on. Not, and along that same line, there's some some other lame LGBTQ stuff um, in this movie. That's like not it's front and center, but it's not big. But at the same time, it's like, guys, come on. Like there is some really, really like panderish stuff in there. Like I get. I mean, I am obviously not pro that in movies, but at the same time, if you're gonna do it, stop pandering and just do it. And at least I can say then I'm not gonna watch your movie because of that. But, like, stop just throwing in little things, because that's even worse, honestly. Um, then, when I think there is one good action scene, Doctor Strange fights the bad Doctor Strange you guys saw in the trailers. Um, and that's a pretty fun action scene. Sam Raimi is the director who directed the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. There's a really fun action scene where he just picks up musical notes from a nearby piano and throws them at each other, and they have, like, a musical fight. Honestly, I'd recommend just watching that fight on YouTube and not watching the movie at all, because that's all that was really good in this movie. Um, that was the only fun action scene in the entire movie. There are plot holes galore, and then there's this lame line, I'll love you in every universe. Like, there's no point. I mean, that's just a lame line. Like, come on, bro. Really. You had to... You, you went for the... E- the screenwriter went for the easy line here, and it did not pay off at all. So, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, I'll give it a 4 out of 10, because that's what it deserves. Alright, next movie, Top Gun Maverick, 97% or so on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody's favorite movie over the summer, the 20th or 19th, the biggest grossing movie of all time. Um, and, wow, what a what a, what an action movie. I'll say, I think for a lot of people, this movie was also better because... It came out after Doctor Strange, which is just Marvel schlock, which everybody, if they're being honest with themselves, is getting a little bit tired of. And at this point, you know, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of fresh action. Fresh, fresh action. I'm sorry, guys. It's early in the morning that I'm doing this. I apologize. A lot of fresh action. It's. I mean, got some incredible plane fight scenes. If you watch the old Top Gun, it's a lot of fun. But the plane scenes, I mean, it's a little bit hard to follow. But in this one. Oh my goodness. Oh. Excuse me. It's very clean action. It's a lot of fun. Like, I'll give the plane scenes 10 out of 10. I know, I mean, I'm sure all of them weren't done in planes, but I know a lot of them were. Um, and it looks very real. It looks very fun. And it's definitely not the Marvel stock that we're used to, which is also refreshing. Um, I give all the other stuff 
not in planes a 6 out of 10. And, like, literally, maybe even lower, it was almost Hallmark level, the stuff outside of the planes. Like, the movie tries to set up all these other characters in one scene, and it tries to get you to know exactly who they are. Um, and obviously it fails because you're not going to do that in one scene. And yet it keeps spending so much time on these characters. And I heard another another person say, like, I get that you're not, like, this, this stuff's not going to be great anyway. That's okay. Don't spend so much time on it. And yet they spend so much time on it. Like, the side characters were pretty fun. But at the same time, they were trying to spend so much time making them real characters. And it just didn't work at all. And I didn't really care about Tom Cruise and whatever her name was, Penny. I didn't, like, I don't really care about about them. And I think all this stuff with them was pretty Hallmark level as well. Um, but at the same time, um, oh, and then there's another thing. Obviously, in a Top Gun movie, you're just going to have a bunch of authority figure characters standing in the way of Tom Cruise for no reason, right? You're just going to have a bunch of them get in Tom Cruise's way so we can, you know, basically give them the middle finger and fly away like that's that's what top gun is and there's one particularly lame scene in the very beginning where he gets in this very fast jet they're gonna try and go 10 uh what's the word mach 10 and basically these they, the program has been shut down but they fly anyway and he flies over the head of the guy who's coming to shut down the program and the guy just all he does is he takes a step backwards and it's like no you would have been blown over but they just wanted to you know be like yeah yeah Let's just let's get Tom Cruise to run over anybody who stands in his way. That's what we want to see. But at any rate, the plane scenes are extremely fun. A lot of fun action scenes. Um, I mean, it's, the tension is really high in this movie, um, and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, highly recommend Top Gun Maverick for the plane scenes. I mean, I saw this movie in IMAX, like IMAX, IMAX, and that's 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 the way to experience this movie. Because planes go vroom, and they go vroom very fast, and they shoot things, and explosions happen. And that stuff's a lot of fun to watch on IMAX, especially. So Top Gun Maverick, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Solid action movie. Alright, last one. <laughs> Probably the worst one on here. Jurassic World Dominion. One small note before I dive in. It bothers me. So the other, other movie was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and then just Jurassic World. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom and the title. This one's just Jurassic World Dominion. There's no colon. I don't want it. It just bothers me for some reason. But anyway, Jurassic World Dominion is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. My short plot summary is Tim Cook tries to control the world by building giant locusts that will destroy crops. Like, that's the summary of the movie. I don't even remember the guy's name anymore besides just Tim Cook because it was obviously Tim Cook. They were ripping off Tim Cook. I'm surprised Apple hasn't sued Universal Studios yet because that's how obvious that it was Tim Cook. Um, and then just, like, it was, it's a dumb movie. Like, first of all, the last movie, only 40 or 50 dinosaurs, like, really were released into the world. And now they're hundreds of thousands if not millions of dinosaurs taking over every single corner of the world in less than three or four years it's like that would not have happened um and then there's just like they're they understand that the franchise has failed so they're bringing in all the old characters they're bringing in sam neill to play um oh my gosh uh play alan grant and then lauren dern to play what's her face the lady, and then Jeff Goldblum to play um, 
Ian Malcolm and like he, Jeff Goldblum understands like this is not a great movie that he's in probably, but he just has a lot of fun. Jeff Goldblum's the best part of the movie. Every time he's in it, it's just a little fun. Um, but Laura Dern, like and Sam Neill, like Sam Neill does a good job, but Laura Dern just doesn't give a good performance. Like none of the actors here, none of the new actors gave good performances. None of them were extremely likable at all. Um, it was just a kind of movie to try and get as much money as they could to tie off the franchise. And boy, it's making money. But I'm here to tell you, it's not a good movie. So, I mean, it's like <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand really what I saw when I walked out of the movie. I have no notes on this movie because I just it was too bad. I couldn't come up with any notes to say about it. Because if you want to see Tim Cook destroy the world with locusts, then I guess this is the movie for you. Other than that, it's pretty bad. Like I said at the beginning, it asked some interesting questions in the beginning about you know dinosaurs, protection, biology, should they be protected, blah, 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 trafficking, all that kind of stuff. And then it just never answers them. It just kind of devolves into some dinosaur schlock. And at the end, it's just like, yeah, humans and dinosaurs are gonna have to, they're gonna have to live together. Woohoo! Yay! And like that's, and that's the end of the Jurassic World Dominion movie. And it's like, no, what? Well, first, they're not even taking over the world. Secondly, you didn't answer or ask any of the questions that you were said you were gonna answer at the very beginning. And then coming out of the movie, my mom, uh, God bless her soul, tried to redeem the movie by saying, oh, at least. At least there was this nice relationship between uh, Owen Grady and Claire, uh, that's Chris Pratt, and Bryce Dallas Howard, Howard's character, um, and then the girl who supposed, supposedly in the last movie was a clone, right? And it's like, oh, they're trying to you know be parents for her. And Mom, I tried to explain this to her in the car, but she wouldn't let me do it in front of you know younger kids as well. Like, the movie tries to... In the same way that Black Widow tried to be about family and then also destroy the Western nuclear family at the same time is kind of how this movie works. This movie does not like family. It, it, it tries to say, yeah, look at this nice relationship between these three characters, and two of them are trying to be parents to this girl. Well, first, they're not married trying to be parents to this girl. Secondly, that girl actually wasn't a clone. She was born with no... Basically, basically the mother basically got pregnant herself without a guy in a lab and it's like that's supposed to be special and cool so it's just this movie doesn't like families because oh yeah then early on the movie laura dern uh is she's supposedly divorced from her husband and she's like yeah it's great it's like, i can do whatever i want now this movie does not like families it, it's it's great that this movie's telling you that's great laura dern got divorced it's great this woman had this baby by herself without without anybody else and yeah it's great that an unmarried couple um, can raise a kid together. Like, it does not care about any of the values that built Western civilization in terms of family. So even if it has this one positive relationship, it's it's not, like, it's pointless because the movie doesn't care about that, actually. The movie doesn't care about it at all. And like I said, it's just a bad movie. Nobody gives good performances. Nobody gives, like, besides Jeff Goldblum, I mean, it's just dinosaurs killing people again. Um, so I'm not sure if this is better or worse than the last movie. It's probably worse, but Needless to say, I wish I just wish the old Jurassic Park was the only movie because that was a movie that actually did care about families. They cared about having the Western, you know, the Western version of a family uh, in a positive way, and that's one of the things that I really liked about that movie, which was actually a really good movie. So instead of watching Jurassic World Dominion, just go watch Jurassic Park again because, in the end, that's all that's worth it. 
Alright guys, well thank you for letting me rant about these movies for 15 minutes or so. I'm gonna go ahead and do some donor shoutouts. Um, oh, I gotta give Jurassic, uh, I'll give Jurassic World Dominion a 2 out of 10. There. There, there. Alright, so we're gonna do some donor shoutouts. If you want a donor shoutout, there are a bunch of other cool stuff. Make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash the screening. Donate $5 or more, you get a donor shoutout. Donate more, you get a bunch of other cool rewards like bonus episodes and other posts and things like that. Make sure you check it out. Alright, donor shoutouts. First, Mr. and Mrs. Ryetsky, woohoo! And second, Mike and Sylvia, yahoo! Alright, thank you guys so much for donating, appreciate that. Like I said, make sure you donate, the link below. If you can't, for whatever reason, no worries. Make sure you leave us a 5-star rating review. That always helps us to grow the show and get out to more people. Speaking of getting it out, make sure you share this with a friend. You think they'll find it interesting. Word of mouth, advertising always works, and we're always appreciative of you guys sharing it with your friends. With that said, we'll be here um, on Booking It with War and Peace, and I'll be here back on this very podcast in two weeks with Episode Cry, Rank, and Review all the Pixar movies again. Until then, this has been The Screening.